Blog Talk Radio. Over the airwaves, you're listening to JC Hawks Radio. Monday, April 10th, 2017. I thank you for joining us today. Uh, just to let you know, we have some great guests today. We have Nat Latman and Laura Cantu of the Woodlands Wildcats. And we have Tiffany Matthews and Ashley Marshall of the Washington Prodigy. The uh, Wildcats will be joining us at 15 minutes after the hour, and the Prodigy will be joining us at 35 minutes after the hour. Also, I have a clip with Vince Singletary, the fitness major. Uh, it'll be with Mag Cassie and myself that we did a little bit of time ago, uh, but it's about proper diet before, during, and after practice. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, weekend's um, games this weekend. We had two games going on. We had the Washington Prodigy versus the West Virginia Wildfire and the Tri-Cities Thunder. Uh, against the Tennessee Diamondbacks. The Washington Prodigy won 64 to nothing, and the Tri-Cities Thunder beat the Diamondbacks 30 to nothing. I was looking at the scores around uh, the other leagues, the WFA and the IWFL. Um, I was talking to uh, one of our uh, Twitter accounts that uh, has been doing the scores, and so we might have them come out and uh, uh, do some of the show scores for us for the IWFL, the WFA, and the USWFL. I was looking at the uh, easy re- football rankings. Ernest Zamello. I don't know if you ever have heard of John's rankings. He goes by the Ernest Zamello uh, football rankings. Um, he calls it easy football rankings. And um, I sent him an email and I asked him if he could start doing the USWFL. Uh, just just to look at some of those rankings real quick. Um, in the IWFL, I'll just read the, the top three that he has listed. He has the Austin Yellow Jackets, Sacramento Sirens, and the Houston Energy. In the WFA on Division One, he has the Pittsburgh Passion, Seattle Majestics, San Diego Surge. In the Division Two, he has Mile High Blaze, Tampa Bay Inferno, and the Carolina Phoenix. And in Division Three, he has Cincinnati Sizzle. Orlando Anarchy and LA Miriati de Las Cruces. So those are the, the top three rankings in each of those leagues and divisions. But I actually emailed him because he used to uh, follow the WSFL and since the USWFL um, had its inaugural season last year, maybe he didn't pick that up. So I kind of sent him an email. Um, if you missed our show last week, uh, it was the pilot. We had uh, Nicole Doyle of the New Orleans crew and Rhonda Alford of the uh, Detroit Pride on the show. So you can actually go to radio.jchawks.com and listen to the pilot, or you can actually go to the jchawks.com website where you're listening to the show right now and, and look at the first show from April 3rd. I got the chat board open, so if anybody wants to go inside the chat room, it's at the 
radio.jchawks.com website, and uh, you don't have to register or anything. Uh, I know Blog Talk Radio has a a chat board, but you have to register. So I set up the one on on uh, my site, radio.jchawks.com, so that way um, you don't have to register or anything. You can just chat. During the uh, the games over the weekend, I did get a a um, a question in regard to um, the mercy rule, and uh, it was based on some of the blogs or some of the um, the tweet tweeting that backseat coach had tweeted, and I replied, you know, retweeted, and then he was asking about the mercy rule. So after all the games have been, you know, were done, I went back to him and I asked him which, what was he talking about, the mercy rule. I kind of had, I kind of knew what he was talking about, but I wanted him to let me know. And he said, um, he wrote, uh, some leagues will run straight time for the second half if the score is getting out of hand. It's hard for a losing team to recruit new players if potential recruits see a team lose 80 to nothing or something. But you can't exactly tell a team to stop scoring either. And then he goes, well, I really don't have a question. And I told him, you know, I agree with you. Um, you know, I said in, in that case, I would say uh, when it gets to a certain point, they need to put other players in. Like, uh, let's just say, you know, you're, you're winning 80 to nothing. Well, I had said, you know, a lot of times teams will put in their second and third strings because that way at least um, give them the opportunity to play in a, in a real game situation rather than just on a practice field. Uh, when I used to play for the Sirens, we actually cross-trained in other positions. And when it got to the point where rather than keep running up the score, not to say that you're not going to score as second or third string or as cross-training, you're, you know, you're not going to stop from scoring, but you're going to be training, you know, practicing in the other positions you were trained for. And as for the people that don't get to play that much, they're going to get the opportunity to play if something does happen to maybe the first string player. Uh, and I'm not sure. I'll have to ask uh, the caller, you know, I'll ask the, um, Laura when she calls in, since she's a player and now a coach, um, what uh, rules does the USWFL follow? I know that the IWFA, or excuse me, IWFL and the uh, WFA follow NCAA with, of course, modifications with their rules. I know the IWFL has their own modification rules. Um, but I'm not sure what the USWFL um, follows. But I was looking at the uh, the mercy rule, the running of the clock for the NCAA, and if, if we follow NCAA rules according to, unless it's modification, of course, according to the NCAA rules, it says uh, any time during the game, the playing time of any remaining period or periods and the intermission between halves may be shortened by mutual agreement of the opposing head coaches and the referee. At halftime, the score is 56 to zero. The coaches and the referee agree that the third and fourth quarters should be shortened to 12 minutes each. The coaches also request that the second half be played with a running clock, an example that the game clock is not to be stopped. The NCAA Football Rules Committee determined that the remaining quarters may be shortened to 12 minutes each. However, the running clock is not allowed. Normal clock rules apply for the entire game. So if they were to shorten the time, they couldn't have a running clock. So I'm not really sure what rules that the USWFL follows. So I'll ask that question because, um, you know, you, you've seen now, now 80 to nothing, you probably won't see a, a game get 
turn it around, but you've seen many games where they may be losing by 24 points and they come back and, and score and win the game. But uh, so we'll, we'll check that out that information out. So uh, when I was talking about the rankings, I wanted to play a quick clip for you. Uh, John uh, from the Ernest Formello football rankings, he actually did a, a clip for us. We were asking him, he was letting us know what the difference was between rankings versus ratings. And let, let me let you hear that clip real quick. That way you get the idea. Massey does ratings and John does rankings. And here, here's the difference between rankings versus ratings. It's about a three-minute clip. A ranking and a rating? Massey's rating them. He's not ranking them. He's basically figuring out who's going to win their very next contest. And there's a huge big difference with that. If any of you watch, like, uh, College Game Day with Mark May and Lou Holtz on ESPN, they're always referring to the rating aspect of who's going to win their very first game, and they're not supposed to be doing that. They're supposed to treat it just like if everybody could play round robin the same identical schedule, who would be the top teams that you would put in the playoff? And I wish I could debate those guys, but they're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Massey's, Massey's like doing a rating. I'm literally doing a ranking. It doesn't matter when you beat a team. It counts whether it was played in the first week of the season or whether it's in the last. I was going to ask John Barb in in layman's terms, how do you how do you rank the team? Okay, the formula that you use. Sure, it's uh it's not the type of formula where you can whip out a piece of paper and actually <laughs> right. do the yeah and do like the individual math for each team. This you have to have like a like a computer because each rating of each team is interdependent with the team that they play, which is interdependent on another team they, that they play. And what you have to do is, uh, it's like, a, just imagine a stack of flapjack pancakes. It's probably about the best way I can explain it. If pancake A beats pancake B, you're going to put A on top of B. If pancake B beats pancake C, you're going to put B on top of C. And that's going to be your list. But if you do that with, like, a strength of schedule, like an RPI, like they do for college basketball, there's no guarantee you're going to get that because it's not a foundation to do it that way. It's kind of confusing. Basically, on the website I got, I made links to, like, these other guys. I don't know them. They have, like, well, I think one of them is, like, a college professor, and he he did a big write-up on how he moves those values up and down mm-hmm. on that, with the interdependent stuff on there for the rating. But you definitely need a computer for that to do that. So. Well, the good the good thing for our listeners, they just have to go to femaletacklefootball.com <laughs> to find the ranking. Yeah. Now, with yeah. your... With your formulas, do they? It changes every week. Is that how it works? I'm a little unfamiliar with the whole process. Uh, does it get updated as games are played? Oh yeah, each after uh, after each week week of play, the data gets loaded up, and the computer has to do it all over from scratch. Mm-hmm. Basically, to make a long story short, every team is assigned 100 points, and they go through playing each other the number of times that they played each other so far. And if their point value is above their expected wins, you kick up their value 2%. Or you kick it down if it's down, if they're below their rating. And then you do another iteration. Well, I got this computer program that does a 2,000 loop. And eventually you get equilibrium where everybody has their suitable value where their expected wins equals their actual wins. 
I mean, this is a big time engineering stuff. Well, you're probably like, oh, whatever. <laughs> well, like I said, our, our listeners won't have to do the math. They just have to go to your website, uh, femaletacklefootball.com. Okay, that was uh, John giving the rankings, uh, rankings versus ratings. Now, he doesn't have femaletacklefootball.com anymore, but if you put in Google search, uh, easy rankings, and then you'll see it. It should pop up on the top. But like I said, he does the IWFL and the WFA, and I shot him an email uh, this afternoon. I asked him if he'd start doing the USWFL. Um, so check out his site. I'm going to open the chat room. Actually, I have, do have it open, but if anybody wants to join us in the chat room, it's radio.jchawks.com. And if you, any, if you have any questions or comments that you want to shoot me an email at jc at jchawks.com. And it looks like we have a caller on the line, but let me just uh, uh, talk about uh, – I was looking at the scores this weekend, and um, I don't know if any of you, you all have a, a pet peeve, but one of my pet peeves is – when they say the lower score first, now if they say, oh, the game was 23 to 15, or 15 to 23, it, it, it's, it's like, no, it's supposed to be 23 to 15, not 15 to 23. So that's one of my pet peeves. I don't know if anybody else has that pet peeve. I was looking at one of the Twitters, and they had said uh, we had a the, – the players played good, the team played good. It was 23 to 66 or – something of that nature, but it was like, I, I wasn't sure if they won 66 and beat the team by 23 or if they got the 23 and was 66. So, you know, if they say, oh, the Red Hawks beat, lost to the Falcons 23 to six, you know, but don't say the opposite away, but that's just one of my pet peeves. But it looks like we have two on the line. Let me uh, unmute area code 805 and find out. Uh, who is that area code 805? Oh, I just lost the caller. Okay, let me unmute area code 281. Hello, 281. Hello. Who do we have on the line? Is this, is this you, Laura? Hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'm not sure if that was Nate that, that fell off. Does he have an 805 area code? Yes. Okay. So for you, those of you joining us, this is Laura Cantu of the Woodlands Wildcats, and uh, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me tonight. Okay. okay, let me see. Nate just came back on. Hey, Nate, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. And that's Nate Latman from the. Uh, you're, you are the president of the Wildcats, and Laura, you are the. You're now a coach and the. Uh, let's see, the front office executive. Is that is that your titles? Yeah, I'm vice president. <laughs> No, are you, are you playing quarterback. football? You're, the qu qu you're still the quarterback. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. So you're the quarterback coach, and so you're basically the the, the quarterback coach also. A little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, I had a nice chat with Nate uh, the other day. We should have just pre-recorded that, Nate. It was a very nice conversation we had. But um, let me let you introduce, you know, your team. I know that, that you played for another team in, in Houston, and you started your own team in 2016, which was your, your first year playing, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, first year playing for us our, uh, last season. 
Uh, yeah, I did play for another Houston team for a good 12 years or so, 13 years, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to branch off, do my own thing, and uh, just start something new, you know, in the city. There's a lot of uh, women here in Houston that, that love football, and so it was a good, it was a good thing, you know, to start. Um, we had started that last year. We had a good ride. We, you know, made it to the second round of playoffs, and Unfortunately, we lost to the to the Carson Bobcats out there in California, but we had a good run. We had a good season, um, and we're definitely looking forward to this season um, in our new league. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Nate was telling me a little bit what happened uh, last season um, in regard to the playoffs, and and uh, so are you finding it are you finding it hard to recruit or get players uh, for for your team since? Basically, you guys are kind of you're kind of splitting the market, or are you further out right. away from Houston? I mean, actually, there's like there's actually three teams in Houston um, right now, so it is it is kind of split. And yeah, we 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 are struggling a little bit this year. I mean, we have a good good amount of women um, playing, um, and not as many as we would like, not as many as we had last year by any by any means. But um, we definitely you know have a good crew of girls. But it is it is absolutely hard to. Hard to recruit when there's three Houston teams. <laughs> well, that's where Nate it's comes hard. in, huh, Nate? Yeah, we were talking a little bit about marketing yep. and some of his strategy. What, what do you do? What do you do for the team, Nate? Where you kind of get you market the team, and I know you're the president and everything, but you're kind of the all everything guy. Well, I don't handle any of the football side, but I handle the business side, marketing, um, game day operations. You know, I, I let the I let the professionals deal with the football stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so does that does that mean he's talking to you, Laura? Are you the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he lets me do, do the football you? side of things. He's yeah, he's a business yeah. savvy, and I'm the football savvy. So, um, I mean, we make a good a good team for sure. But uh, yeah, he he lets me handle the football side, and he takes care of the rest. Now, your opening game is the 22nd, and that's a home opener, correct? Yes. Yeah, next weekend. Okay. Or yeah, next weekend. A week after. Yeah, I know everybody's taking the their, yeah. the a bye week since it's Easter weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I keep looking at the schedule or the, or or the website. Are they gonna? I know you guys have your schedule on your website as along with other the other teams. But are they gonna update the the USF WFL site soon? They are. They uh, we had a new team join our league, so that, so that's why it came down, so they can adjust it and then put it back up. Okay, okay, because it's kind of hard to – I think I tweeted it wrong. <laughs> I had the wrong teams on one of the teams, and then when I saw the scores, I go, oops, I had the wrong one of the wrong teams. But um, I'm glad right. that the season started with the two games. But um, so how do you see the team looking looking so far since, you know, you have your first game coming up the 22nd? How would you, how would you uh, rank your team this year? I mean, I think we're pretty strong. You know, we uh, we 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 lost a, a handful of girls, but we we gained a gained a few as well. So, like I said, we're kind of low on numbers, but um, you know, overall, we we you know we work well together. We kind of click in now, and things are kind of coming together. So, I'm definitely excited um, to see what's going to happen. You know, on the 22nd, um, like with this new league, we have a lot to prove. You know, some of the teams that already existed in this league were new, so. You know, like I said, we have a lot to prove, but um, I think I think we'll do great. You know, I think we have a we have a good chance this year. Well, I recognize some of the players on there, so you don't really have all rookies. Pretty much, you have some seasoned players from other teams, don't you? 
Well, yeah, we have we have one. Actually, we only, I think we only have one player from another team that um, from another Houston team. Um, and then we also we've had a lot of veterans come back as well. So I mean, it's a pretty even split. Um, you know, new rookies compared to veterans. Um, but we still have girls with experience. You know, a lot of the rookies that we have, or a handful of rookies we have, they've they've played football. Uh, or at least flag football, you know, so they have the experience and stuff um, with the sport. So uh, it, it's 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 pretty balanced. I would say it's pretty balanced, but I mean it's gonna it's gonna be tough, you know. Um, but uh, like I said, I think we have a I think we have a good chance. Mm-hmm. So so you play the New Orleans Crew, the your first game is that is that correct? Your opening game? Yeah, yeah we open against the Crew. Okay, okay, and. Uh, when you were talking about flag football, you had said, now, are you getting some players from flag football? Is, is that helping out where your recruiting goes? Because I do know that you guys do have some flag football um, teams out there. I was in Houston for a little bit visiting. And uh, is that where – or soccer players, too. Is that where you're getting pretty much your 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 players? Yeah, that's probably the best way for us to recruit. Um, we do have some girls that play co-ed flag and um, in different leagues here in Houston. So – I mean that's like our easiest way to come in contact with other athletes and stuff. But we've had so we've had girls from gyms. Like we have a couple of girls that work out at different gyms around Houston, and you know we've kind of recruited from there as well. So they kind of come from all different areas. But definitely flag football is is our is where we we get a, a big bunch of them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask. I don't know if you heard. I was asking now. Now, what rules do you guys play under? Are you playing the NCAA rules with some modifications from the league, or you? What rule? What rules are you guys playing using? Uh, we we play under a high school rule book. I'm just trying to find the name of it because I heard you ask the question. Um, uh-huh. But but yeah, cause I was but the at... answer to the question, as far as our, our our league goes, I think after a 40 point. Um, after 40 points, the clock runs. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I know, I know the other leagues are played under a modified, you know, modified rules, and I didn't know if they followed the NCAA where it says that you could reduce the time, but you can't use a running clock. And uh, that was just one question. One of the uh, one of the Twitter fans were was asking about the mercy rules. I guess he was seeing, you know, some blowouts. There were some blowouts. And um, yes, now, how how would you guys handle that? Now, do you have? Now, you say you don't really have a. Uh, what do you about? Do you have about twenty five, twenty eight players on your on your squad. Uh, twenty three to twenty five players. Okay, okay. So it's it's kind of hard to you know you have offense and defense and maybe a few extra. Um, have you ever run into that situation where you just has a blowout game in the in the past what have you seen like Laura when you played um have you seen anything where the coaches say okay we're going to put you know our second and third string in give them a chance to play or how do, how does your teams in the past dealt with that yeah when we when we're up by you know quite a few points or the clock's running we do definitely give you know the other players opportunity to play um i think that's a good good thing that our coaches are, are pretty disciplined at is, is making sure, you know, everyone kind of has the opportunity to play. Cause this is a hobby for us. You know, we wait, we spend a lot of time. So, you know, when the coaches have an opportunity to, to let other girls play, they, they take advantage of it. And then also on top of that, it's a good, it's a good practice for them, you know, for the ones that aren't as advanced as the, you know, the starters. 
So, um, I mean, I, they, they definitely make an effort to do it. In certain positions, we really don't have some, like, we just don't have people to replace. Like, um, like some, like last year, we didn't have a hand, I and mean, we only had a handful of receivers or a handful of running backs. So, some positions, you know, don't get the opportunity to come out of the game. They have to kind of, you know, play the whole game. But um, a lot of the other, like, it's mainly, like, the linemen, and we don't have very many skilled positions. But, I mean, skilled players, but the linemen definitely have opportunity to switch in and out. So, it's, it's, it's yeah. good for them. Well, well what about, so like, cross-training? Let's just say you have your running back, and then they're going to play, you know, the – What's the uh, the running back and the what's the opposite of the running back? The fullback. Fullback. I'm going mm-hmm. blank here. Like, do you have like maybe they <laughs> okay. they switch positions? You know, offense, defense, so that way they can kind of to. Um, yeah, we do have a lot know, of girls that play positions. both ways. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like we we do have girls that play both sides of the ball. Um, like I said, our athletes play. You know, our coaches are all about you know the best will play and it also keeps our girls motivated to continue to, you know, work hard throughout the season to earn their spot, mm-hmm. you know. So um, when we do get up by a lot, that's like it's an opportunity for those girls who aren't as, like I said, like as advanced. So to be able to have yeah. an advance. But um, this year we are we are pretty thin, you know. We have 20, 20 almost 25 players. Um, so there will be a lot of us playing both, both ways, um, especially the linemen. We have more linemen than we do have skilled players. But, oh, do you? Um, well, you're pretty much equal yeah, across so the board. You know, like the crew and everybody, you know, they're kind of thin right yeah. now with, with players. And so, you know, that's what I like about this league yeah. is because, you know, they're going for the midsize. And you don't have, like, we were talking last weekend or last week, 65 players to maybe 22 players or 23 players. You know, that's right. exhausting and, right. and injuries go up, you know, when that happens. Right. And then, right. you know, you have a lot exactly. of girls that end up falling off. Um, you know, when you have so many players like that, because they don't get the opportunity to play, and it's like they're spending so much time, and you know, you know, they don't, they don't really get a chance. You know, so it's like, yeah, we have girls that, like, I've played on teams that have had that many players before, and, and it's, it's a, it's a pro, you know, because you have plenty of people, but at the same time, like, not everybody gets to play, and you know, we, this, it does not, doesn't end right all the time, so. Mm-hmm. Now, how how is your special teams looking like? I mean, um, are you working more for like maybe going for the two point conversion, the extra point? How how is that looking? Um, you know, we're still trying to figure some things out, like what works best for us. I mean, we have options on both ends. You know, the two point conversion, we have the players to do that, and then kick as well. So last year we were all two point conversions. Um, that's what our head coach last year love to do so when um, we did that a lot but this year I see us I see us kicking more than anything so <laughs> yeah you know field goals win games you know and the three-pointers and um yeah I know against the New York Sharks and the Sacramento Sirens the the, the Sirens beat the Sharks because of three points the three-point kick and that's why I was just wondering if you know a lot of a lot of teams don't stress special teams but you know special teams do win win games and, oh, yeah, uh, there's definitely a make or break yeah. special teams. I mean, you can lose a game easily. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something we stress to our girls, too. Like, it's very important. Um, we spend time, you know, on a weekly basis with special teams because, I mean, it can. Like, you can easily lose a game very, very quickly. So. <laughs> now, you guys practice. Now, do you guys practice three times a week, two times a week? How does How do you do that, work on that? Yeah, it's three times a week, um, two during the week and then one weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then do you have pretty much three-hour practices on the, during the week and then uh, longer practices on the weekends? Yeah, the, the, during the week, it, it's about two hours. Um, we try not to take up too much time of their nights because a lot of our, our um, players have kids and, you know, families and stuff. So it's only about two hours on during the week. But on weekends, we try to get in a, a little bit more time, squeeze in a little bit more time since, you know, it's in the morning and, girls have a little bit more time on their hands to, to be out there. So so if you get a chance, I know, you know, it's kind of you guys are two hours ahead, but I'm going to be playing a segment after Prodigy uh, comes on with uh, Vince Singletary, and he's going to talk about proper diet, you know, before, during, and after practice, what you should be eating, what you should be drinking, what you shouldn't be doing. Uh, so maybe later, maybe tomorrow or something, you take a listen to that since we are on pre-record, you know, what you could be read listen yeah, to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Nate, so tell us about, so you said you do the, the business side of it. So what, what starts your day? What, what do you do for the team? Um, a lot of Facebook posting, a lot of, a lot of trying to, we're all about the fan experience at our games. And so we're trying to build something, you know, we know we have a good product on the field and, you know, it's women's football, which there's a lot of options in Houston, a lot of things to do, just like all major cities. And we're asking people to come spend part of their Saturday night with us, and we want to be a family, family-friendly environment, and and provide you know good things. Uh, our opening game, we have an incredible Michael Jackson impersonator. He opened our season last year, and we had great results that night. So we're going to bring him back for opening night this year. Uh, as, long, as long as we keep winning, he'll keep coming back on opening night. But. Uh, <laughs> It, we we do that. We 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 decided we're not going to serve cold hot dogs and nachos. We got two of Houston's best food trucks going to be coming to our game to to provide good good food for our fans. And we have a a youth cheerleading team that's going to become performing in between the first and second quarters. So it's a lot of things to do. Uh, besides besides the great experience watching the the Wildcats and the and the crew. Yeah, you were talking to me too about you know you want to fill the stands. And so you were talking to me about the tickets, giving some of the tickets away. So that way the next time they would, you know, Hey, I'll go pay for a game. What, what were you talking about that? Yeah, Maybe some other you we're, know, we're teams the, can follow. We're the only team. We're the only team in, in the nation playing in a, in a division one college stadium. And so we're playing on the, on the campus of Houston Baptist university. And so for, for our opening night, we're giving every HBU student faculty, or alumni, anybody with an HBU ID, a free entrance, and you know we 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 want to have busy, we want to have it a busy game. Our opening night last year, we had 700 people, and the, the place was rocking. Now, not everybody were Wildcats fans, but at the end of the game, hopefully there was more Wildcat fans than the other team. But it was it was it was a fun environment. Uh, people were having a great time. You know, we won 40 to 10, so that 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 helped out a lot. <laughs> but it, it's it's all about, it's all about bringing the numbers because because you know women's football the, the the challenge for women's football well there's two challenges one of them is travel and the other one is 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 getting sponsors and if you don't have people in the stands it's hard to go to a business and try to get them to to commit to investing in your in your product when they're looking for a return on investment where if we can draw four or five hundred people a game we can go to car dealerships we it, the doors open where where we can go so mm-hmm. it, it's it's imperative that to grow the sport that, you know, that the product on the field is good because nobody wants to go to an 80 to nothing game. I mean, the players like it because they win, but the fans in the stands, 
you know, it, it, it's not it's not compelling. Where, you know, one of our best games we lost last year uh, in San Antonio, in I mean, sorry, in Austin, lost ten. It was a riveting game, and forth, and and it was just if every game and every and, and every city was like that, the sport would grow. But it's it's. It's not, and and so we need to make sure we have a good product on the field. And I don't know if that's too many teams or, or what it is, but we need competitive games. Yeah, I think you're the, you're the only team that you know I've heard talk about the fan experience. I mean, I know that they try to put the fan experience on, but you know you're pushing that because you don't want to just give them a good game. You want to give them where, like you said, if you do, if let's just say you do lose. They're going to remember, hey, I had a good time. Yeah, they lost, but it was a good game, hard fought, you know, but we had a good time. We're going to go back, you know, in that family atmosphere like we were talking about, you know, women's basketball. You know, it's a family-oriented. You go there, have fun. You know, it's just about being there, supporting the team. And like you said, um, you got to fill those seats. You're paying for the stadium. So, you know, you might as well fill those seats. And, you know, a lot of them – I remember one team I asked, hey, can we get some, you know, tickets to give away to this organization? And it was like they were kind of hesitant. And I'm thinking, you know, you know, you, you got to fill the seats. And they might they might come back again based on, you know, you giving them the tickets. So I like I like how you guys, you know, build that fan experience. Well, or, we, know, there's 4,000 seats in our stadium. And, and so, like, we're going to be on ESPN – uh, next week, and we're giving them a block of tickets to give away to their callers. And I mean, if if your people are out this way, we'd be happy to give you guys tickets too. But mm-hmm. it, it's it's all about feeling. I mean, the players like playing to to fans, not not chairs. So it it just every it's a win just getting people to the to the game because it, it'll it'll bring awareness to women's football. You'd be surprised when people say, "What team is that?" And then, like, uh, it's a women's football team. And they don't even know that there's one team in the city, and there's three teams in the city, and five, five, eight on eight teams. So th- there's a lot of football, a women's football being played in Houston, but people just don't know about it. Yes. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for the season. You know, I, I'm excited that I like I like smaller leagues, to be honest, because you could, you know, you can follow them more and. I'm excited for your league because there's what 14, 14 teams in the league, and it's like you get to see them all, and you could, you know, it's more. I think it's more um, close knit when you have smaller teams. I think you, you guys probably have a better um, relationship with one another because you're such a, a smaller league. Is that is that true? Do you kind of talk to the owners and the players more, being? Well, this is our first year in the league, and so we're we're still learning our ropes around the USWFL. I, mm-hmm. I know you're the the prodigy, the prodigy came from the IWFL just like we did, and you know we're 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 excited about this league. Our 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 roster size is is perfect for this league uh, because you, there's a cap as far as number of players you can dress, and and so you're not going to get the 60 on 20, and and so it, the teams are going to be very balanced, and uh, you know we we plan on fitting right in there, and we. We, you know, hopefully we're going to, we'll be playing on July 29th against whoever's on the other side, maybe the prodigy, who, you know, it's, it's, it's still mm-hmm. too soon to tell, but we're, we're, we're looking forward. I mean, we're looking forward to playing that day. So. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm real excited for your season start. Now, are you going to be videotaping your game or, or audio broadcasting your game or just uh, tweeting your game? No. Well, uh, 
we're, we're not going to be, we're going to be videotaping all of our games. They're going to be delayed. We're going to edit them, you know, and, uh, and show them the following week. We, we don't want to hurt our attendance, you know, and people can watch it on, on the internet. They might not come to the game. And it's a, I mean, it's a different experience watching the game, but we'll, we'll be showing the games the following week. Our, our goal right now is to show them on Thursdays. So the following, the following Thursday, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be showing our games. Great, great. So why don't you guys throw out your website so that way people can follow you on Twitter, Facebook, and your actual website. Uh, our, our website, is we have a couple with thewoodlandswildcats.com, although we also have houstonwildcatsfootball.com, and our Twitter is uh, TW underscore Wildcats, and our Facebook is Houston Wildcats. Great, great. I want to thank you, Laura and Nate, for coming on the show today and, and sharing with us, you know, your team. And, and I hope to talk to you again, you know, as the season progresses. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, Okay. Thanks for having us. Okay, you have a great day now. You too. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Okay, that was Laura Cantu and Nate Latman of the Wildcats. And coming up next, we have the Washington Prodigy. Um, let me let me just reiterate their website again. The Woodland Wildcats is the woodlandswildcats.com, Twitter at TW underscore Wildcats, or go to HoustonWildcatsFootball.com. Okay, it looks like we have, uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, Tiffany Matthews or Ashley Marshall. Let me unmute you. Hello, and welcome to the show at area code 443. Who do we have? Uh, this is Ashley Marshall. Oh, hi, Ashley. How are you doing today? Doing pretty well, thank you. How about yourself? Now, I'm doing good, thank you. You are you are the captain of the Prodigy. Now, are you the – what position do you play? Uh, I play linebacker this season. Linebacker? Yes. Now, now this is what you're, you guys are – I saw that you guys were in your fifth season. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, this is our fifth season. It feels, feels and, and great. How, I mean, I came. This is actually my third season on the team, but the team has been around oh. for five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you've been there three years and linebacker. Were you linebacker the whole time, or do you do different positions? Or I started out at defensive end. Uh, this is my first year at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Now, now, are you middle? Middle linebacker? I play a little middle behind. Um, Tiffany Matthews, our owner, but um, I play mm-hmm. outside as well. Pretty much whoever coaches okay. me, I'm willing to help out. Yeah, I, I know Tiffany was supposed to call, and I don't know if uh, if she has our number. I thought I texted her, but we'll just you know we'll wait till she comes on the line. But we'll we'll chat uh, Prodigy. So this is now is this going to be your first or second year in the UW, USWFL? Uh, this is our first season in the USWFL. So we're, okay, we're so it's the first season. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking. I was talking to Jordan uh, this morning, and um, I was asking her because she in, in the uh, she was saying that she was a GM, and I'm thinking, okay, she stopped playing. But then I thought, wait a minute, you you got accepted to Team USA. You're you you're GM, and you're still a player. <laughs> she says, yeah, I'm I'm keeping in practice for Team USA. Um, so your first game, yeah. So your first game, you played against the West Virginia Wildfire, 
and uh, it looks like you um, beat them 64 to nothing. So how many players do you guys have on your team? Oh, 67. Okay. They, they tweeted that wrong. <laughs> 67 to nothing. Um, so how many players do you have on your team? Um, About. I think I think we average around 30, 35 mark. 30, 35 mark. So you're yeah. you're pretty strong being out uh, in Washington. Um, you know, with the with the divas, who have a who have a, a big team as well. Right. And so um, I was just yeah. Yeah, you know, I was talking There's to Laura and. and, and What's that? A lot of us live in a lot of us live in DC, um, uh-huh. actually in DC. So it's it's pretty great. Pretty much everything we do in the community and uh, just community service and all is in DC. So. Mhm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big market out there. I mean, you know, I was, I was surprised how you know how many players that you are you guys are getting. Like uh, Laura was saying, there's three teams in Houston. And, you know, when you have one or two, you know, two, at least two teams, it's hard to pull, you know, have a player pool. But right. Right now, are you pretty much split differently, kind of far, further away where you can get uh, additional players and coverage of the market? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have players that come from Virginia, Maryland. But, I mean, most of our core players are D.C. Um, and, I mean, we have players, mothers, you know, like police officers, government workers, we our team really makes up um, a really big market. I mean, some people on our team are grandmothers, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we really have a wide range of uh, different people on our team. I think that's what makes us pretty great. Yeah, it's nice that, you know, you're so close to the border. You know, it reminds me of a story. My friend goes, she lived in uh, Rhode Island, and she said she crossed over because gas was cheaper in the other state. And she was like like five minutes away, and it just it amazes me how close everything is. You know, I always laughed at her. Oh, it's cheaper on the other side, you know. But, uh, yeah, so so now everybody has a, a buy next month or next week because of um, – Easter now. Do you, what, your next game is that on the road? Your next game? No, um, our next game is at home, and we take on uh, Fayetteville Fierce, I believe. Now, now, were you home this game, or did you travel? Uh, we were home this game as well. Okay, so you have two home games, and then you're going to travel after that. Yes. Okay, let me see. I'm going to check your. Check your schedule out. Your WashingtonProdigy.com, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Oops. For some reason, it doesn't come out unless I put the www. I don't know why it does that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just kind of checking out your schedule. Yeah, it's nice that you guys are, you know, put your schedule on the front, the front page. So. So you're playing, okay, Fa, how do you say it? Fafiette Fierce? Fa, Fafietteville? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So how does your season look like uh, this? How, how how do you anticipate your season to be with your, based on your schedule strength? Um, I mean, we're very excited. Um, excited to see some new teams we really haven't faced before. Um, I mean, I feel like the statement we made the first game uh, is really going to send us on a high note going into the second game and, you know, seeing what we do on the road. 
I think we're excited. I mean, we definitely believe good things can happen this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, one thing about women's football, you, you know, you you have the NFL teams and stuff. You kind of know what to expect. But women's football, you get new athletes, you know, different athletes, and uh, you don't know what to expect. So it's it's not a a sure win. No team has a sure win. And exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. As captain now, um, so what is, what is your role? on the field? <laughs> um, I think my role, I think I've tried to be more vocal um, and talk more. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in general, I typically tend to be a quieter person. So, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'm and, working on uh, making sure my teammates hear my voice more and just trying to help out as much as possible. Well, it's very impressive because this is your first, you know, first year playing linebacker and then you're the captain of the team, you know, captain on the defense. And, uh, you know, that, that's exciting, you know, because, you know, it gives you a different role and a challenge, you know, for you to play anything else. Now, what were you What were you before, did you say? Um, I was at defensive end. Oh, you know, that's right, defensive end. How, how does that compare? Yeah. Do you, I mean, that was more on the line. <laughs> well, uh, playing line, of of course, is just physical. I mean, you're in a fight every single snap, you know. You never really get mm-hmm. a playoff. Um, but I love the line, and I have a lot of respect for our defensive line and O-line. And I really try and tell them every chance I get how much I appreciate mm-hmm. them and how good of a job they're doing because they really do make our job easier. Um, oh, yeah, that is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being on the line every play, you, you know, the people think, oh, they're just there. No, they're holding back so that way they don't get through, you know. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. yeah, I have a lot of respect for the line. So, um, I mean, just, just, yeah, just making sure um, we uh, – it's it's four of the captains on the team, so the five of us just really try and make sure we bring out the best in all of our teammates. Because I mean, everyone's potential mm-hmm. on our team is so high that it, it, on any given day, anyone can have a breakout game. So as long mm-hmm. as we help someone get to that level, I mean, we've done our job. Yeah. Now I was talking to uh, Laura and Nate. Um, now, what about special teams on on your side? Are you are you guys kind of having a a big play and emphasis on special teams, or are you more likely going for the two-point uh, conversion versus the, the field goal kick, or are you kind of doing a combination of both? <laughs> well, I think our head coach, uh, Coach Tony Bell, will tell you, special teams, I mean, will win games for you. Um, it's very mm-hmm. important. He often says that our special teams is the face of our team, the, the players you see on special teams. So, um, I mean, it, it's very important to us, and I mean, you'll have to stay tuned to see what we do as far as two-point conversions. <laughs> I'm sure Coach Bell has something yeah. up his sleeve, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, does yeah, uh, have Tiffany a have a 7 yeah. Does Tiffany have a seven zero three area code, do you know? I believe she does. Okay, let me unmute her. Okay. Tiffany, is that you? Hello. Oh, Tiffany? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Oh, hey guys, hi. I apologize. I am uh, <clears throat> I have a little cold or something that got to me. 
Oh, that's okay. Uh, Ashley was doing a great job. <laughs> we were uh, talking about the, the field aspect and the, the positions and special teams. And uh, um, as owner, you're the owner of the uh, the prodigy. Um, so how is it? And also you are actually, you're a player as well that, that Ashley was saying. Yeah. 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 I play, uh, I'm a linebacker for the team also. Okay. You're a linebacker also. Yeah. So, yeah. so as as owner, she gets to tell you what to do, huh? <laughs> oh, who asked me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you I mean know. Tiff, has, Tiff has a lot of experience, so it, it's really um, it's really good for me to get to play next to her and behind her. I mean, I've learned a lot uh-huh. already, so it's something I've always looked forward to. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she's doing really, she's doing really well. You know, we are. Yeah. We work together. I mean, we're a unit, so yeah. we, you know, we do. We have to do to uh, get the job done. So, you know, we listen to one another, and it, and it all works out. So. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm how not, long have you not, been playing, I'm, Tiffany? I've been playing tackle total since uh, since 2004. Wow. Um, yeah. So a little while. Yeah, that puts a toll a toll on your body. You've been playing so many years. Yes, and yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> it does, but I love it. I mean, you know, I took a I took a break last season, and um, just between um, you know, football and 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 firefighting, it, it's just kind of you know, I just got tired, and um, like you said, it took a toll on my body. But you know, just rested, had some rest, and. Uh, Fix some of my little uh, problems. Um, nothing major, just you know. But I can't stay off the field. I love it. You know, I I can't talk mm-hmm. to you, sit back and watch and watch everyone else have fun. And I feel like I still had a lot of football in me. And so, um, yeah, so I'm out there with the kids. So, so you're the owner now. Now, what made you decide to just start your own team? Um. I felt like there was a lot of, uh, I, I mean, it, it, it's so much that just kind of went behind a lot of, a lot of old, um, you know, issues. It just, um, I was playing on another team and, and there were a few mm-hmm. things that I, uh, you know, kind of disagreed with, but, it, you know, nothing, you know, just this personal things. And I felt like I can't, um, I wanted something to be done my way, then, you know, I will uh, just start my own team. Um, and that just, mm-hmm. that's just pretty much a summary in a nutshell, you know, just, and so um, make it about football, you know, just. Yeah. Um, and well, you had a vision of how you thought it should be run and basically you ran absolutely. with it. You said, you know what, this is how yeah. it should be. Yeah. I can see it more in a positive way going this route instead of this route. Pretty much, yep. and, and it's yep. fun. It is. It, you get you get yep. to make the decisions, and you have your the players and the teammates. You know that stand right by you. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um. I mean, the, the general manager uh, Jordan White, who's also on that team, we you know we kind of mm-hmm. you know took the idea, and before we knew it, you know the project was born, and it was it hit the ground running, and uh, yes, you know it should it should be blessed with the support. The support that we had from everybody, and you know, um, the number five years old. <laughs> so we well, you must be doing something right because this is your fifth season. Um, yeah, I have an awesome GM. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, gone, no, it's it's gone by fast. Huh? 
and their Twitter account is TW underscore Wildcats. Okay, I wanted to uh, play one more clip for you. This one is uh, Vince Singletary of the Fit. He's the fitness major. He has been on my show, well, my other show, a few times, and I, I talked to him, and I wanted to put together this this clip. He did a, a, a clip on proper diet before, during, and after uh, practice. And um, Meg, Cassie, and I um, were talking to him, uh, interviewing him. And I'd like to play this clip. So it's about 18 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, it's, a, it's a good clip. So let me let you take a listen to this. Um, diet is, is, is very key. And if you're working out, uh, diet is, is a huge percentage in what goes into what gains you're going to get as far as getting to your goals, especially when it comes to people that are athletic or in sports. It's 85% of your diet. I mean, 85% of, of the progress that you make is, is, is diet enhanced. So, you know, you can work out two hours every day in the gym. You can get the right rest. But without your diet, you know, you, you're going to slump on your gains. You're going to slump in the gym and you're going to slump after you get out of the gym. You know, a lot of people don't understand that the diet, eating your diet, eating the proper diet before your workout, even uh, having the right fluids, drinking during your workout, it, it helps it helps you with your program and also helps you in game. You know, uh, you know, you see a lot of people get cramps in games or they get dehydration in game or in practice. Uh, I mean, that is solely, you know, a detriment of, of not adequately uh, hydrating yourself, of not carving up. Carbohydrates, is, you know, is, is, is a key point along with your protein, the fats, your vitamins, your minerals. All, all of them are key to performance enhancement. And if you're an athlete or if you like to have an athletic-type training, you definitely need to uh, look at your diet if you're not getting the gains that, you, that you're getting, that you want, or that you think that you are capable of having. So what are the proper um, amounts that we should be eating? Well, okay, we'll start, we'll start with protein. I know a lot of people, they, they think uh, protein is the main source and the only source to muscle gain or performance. That's not necessarily true. Uh, one thing you should look at, if you're just general public, people usually, uh, you should have about one, about 0.8 grams of protein per, per kilogram of body weight. Or if, uh, athletes, athletes could be that you burn a lot more energy and you use a lot more, um, you lose a lot more during your intensity training or your practice or during games. You can go up to point, point, uh, 1.5 or uh, maybe 1.8 at the most. But you don't want to go too far up in protein because the protein, if you if you overindulge on protein, it's, a lot of it's going to turn to fat, which is, is not the key that you that you're striving for. So you don't want to waste that protein. But if you're not if you're not working out at a high intensity, whether it's during football time or whether it's during um, off-season training, you don't you don't want to over overindulge on your protein intake. So, but but if you are training hard during the off season, then then you can still keep it up to that one one point five uh, per per body weight of protein because your body that helps protein helps you build your muscles. 
you know, your protein it helps helps your body to repair itself, it helps your muscles heal, recover, rebuild. Along with carbohydrates, carbohydrates play a big role in, in your hydration, and it plays a big role in helping the protein break down into the body. Carbohydrates helps you helps your not only body function, but it helps your your mind function also. Every every part of your body uses carbohydrates. So that, that's a, that's another key that you need to worry about, um, especially like pregame. Pregame, you should you should have something light, a, a fast a fast burning carbohydrate, uh, and something light that's not going to weigh you down during game, like um, like fruits. Fruits is a good source of, of carbohydrates. Fruits, vegetables, because they're they're easily digestible. They're already down to a, a, a light substance, so they're not going to weigh heavy on you. So I, I, I tell people that I train um, athletes and people just trying to get back into fitness that they should they should definitely try to eat some fruit prior to your to your workout. You know, just just to give you that energy in your system, give you that yeah, the sugar level, keep your sugar levels, and also to just uh, keep your body from from burning protein because if, if you run burn out of carbs. And then you don't, you're not doing long endurance training. You're gonna burn protein, which is what you're using to build your muscle. So you don't, you don't want to deplete that too early. You want to save that to when it's time to repair your body. Okay, so the minimum then, let's say, if, let's say if I'm just getting off work, and there's a, a lot of players that do this. I'm just getting off work, and I'm going straight to practice. I don't really have time to eat anything, so I'm gonna grab some fruit. Uh, and that would pretty much sustain me through practice, help me get through it? Uh, you definitely want to make sure that you drink some water prior to your workout, uh, maybe a piece of fruit, uh, and also get, get a, a, a protein, like a protein bar or a protein shake, something that, like I said, that, that's not going to be heavy. It's not going to weigh you down, but it's going to give you some nutrients that you need to, to fuel your workout, especially if you're going at a high intensity and if you go for say, 60, if you're going for an hour-long training or an hour and a half, I know some practices um, make them last sometimes a couple hours. And also, I also know that, that a lot of training camps, they do two-a-day practices where you're training two times in, in a day at high intensity. So, I mean, you definitely want to, before, you, before your first workout, and if you have two-a-days before your second workout, get something light, something that's not, I said, not going to be heavy, it's not going to sit in your stomach because the problem with eating something like, say, um, chicken or eating um, liver or eating turkey, stuff like that is a good protein source, but it takes time for that, for that to break down. So if you have food in your stomach during your workout, your, your body is going to feed blood to your digestive tract to break down your, your food, and you're not going to have as much energy as much blood going to your muscles to work. So it can slow your reaction time down. It can slow it can, your force output. If you're training for power, if you're training for strength, it can, can limit that in some way because your body is in a conflict going back and forth to your digestive system and to the muscles that you're working out on that day. Now, what about energy drinks? I always see players during their, instead of drinking the water, they'll grab their energy drink, you know, the Red Bull or the Go Girl. How do you feel about those while they're working out, you know, practicing? Well, that that also goes into what 
how long your practice goes. Um, if, 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 you're, if you're doing a uh, half-hour, 45-minute training or, or um, practice, I just tell them just to make sure that they, they just drink water. And then after after that, after that you can drink uh, like a fruit, like a like a uh, Gatorade or or a vitamin water, something that gives you your nutrients back, your vitamins, your minerals, that gives you your sugar back in your system, also your um, sodium. I know salt it can can be bad if you have too much of it, but. If you don't have enough salt, because when you sweat, a lot of that comes out of you, so salt, vitamins, minerals. So that's the sugars. That's, that's where the sports drink comes in. So I don't recommend them doing too high of an intensity. Um, I think it's too much of that if, they, if they're not going for, uh, say, an hour, over an hour long session. If they're going for an hour, I would say probably 30, 40 minutes after you work out, maybe have a eight ounce. Uh, vitamin water or sports drink. Um, diabetics too. Um, I know that there are a lot of diabetics that are athletic, have athletic backgrounds where they play sports. Um, you definitely want to watch your sugar level. So that's really good for people with are diabetics to have a sports drink. But you guys, you gotta watch your sports drink during your training because if you drink too much of it, it can dehydrate you out. Uh, water is, uh, is the best source during the training, if, if it's, unless you're going for an uh, extremely long time. Like marathon runners, you see them, they drink a lot of, they drink Gatorade or vitamin water, things like that during um, during their marathons because their body sweats out all their nutrients. And like I said, your vitamins and minerals, that's also carbohydrate-driven. So if you lose your carbs, then you go into either burning fat or you're burning protein. First, most of the time, it's going to start burning protein. So you definitely um, you, you definitely want to have sports drinks somewhere in your training, either after, if it's not a long bout, or if it's over an hour, say hour and a half or so, then you want to get a uh, sports drink. But other than that, just drink water. Yeah, because usually the practices do run three hours, uh, and, and I know taking it before, it usually, with those are sports drink, energy drink usually lasts a period of, what, a few hours. And how much before should they take it? And same with, like, a protein bar. I, I noticed some players will eat a protein bar during, like, their a five-minute break session. I mean, it doesn't really interact that quickly, does it, once you eat your protein bar? It's not going to immediately react in your system. Or how long would it take you to, before it goes through your system to work? No, it, it's not, it's not going to go straight to your system immediately, uh, the bars. But, but it, it does give your body, it does start, say, about, uh, maybe uh, different people have different, you know, their body works different. The more in shape you are, the more your body is going to be able to uh, take the nutrients and feed them to the muscles. So it usually takes within about uh, an hour, maybe an hour, maybe an hour, hour, 30 minutes, and probably the shortest time. I mean, there's no, there's no one size fits all with the, how long it takes for the feeding to your body. But I would say it, no less than 30 minutes it's going to take before that starts to break down to your system and um, start to go to your body to work. But what it does do, it it, it it does give you something so that if you are going over in time, 
it will start to play a role because, like I said, it's already broken down into a, a, a easily digestible substance, so it doesn't take long to feed into your body, which is, which is what you want. And, again, it's not heavy, so it's not going to weigh you down. It's not going to take a lot of work to break down into your system. Meg, you have some usually work, uh, had a drink after your workout. Do you have any questions you want to ask Vince in regard to uh, nutrition? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, a lot of players, um, we go to school, we go to work, or moms, or things like that, that most of the time we come straight from work or whatever, we'll eat our fruit or maybe something light before we practice, but we'll save our big dinner for after we get done. And a lot of times practices go from about 6 to 9 o'clock, um, two nights a week. So what would you recommend as a healthy meal to eat? Because I know if I'm only eating something light, I've eaten lunch and I eat something light before practice, I'm going to need to eat some type of, you know, food before I go to bed or before, you know, the next day. What would you recommend after, you know, working out like that for three hours, especially when it's late at night like that? What would be a good thing to eat? Right. Yeah, that that that, that does uh, cause a problem if you are late and you go practice late or if you work out late because you don't want, like I said, you don't want to have something sitting heavy in your stomach at night because then your body's not being able to repair itself, which is what, you know, happens when you rest, your body your, your body starts to recover from whatever stresses you put through that through that day. So something couple things that are light, um like if I have to work out if I work out late or if I'm training somebody late, I tell them to get something like a uh, protein drink, which is good. Um making maybe maybe like a protein smoothie or make a fruit smoothie, uh vegetable smoothie. Like these things are they're they're not going to weigh on, in on you, and you break them down already to where they don't, your body doesn't have to do as much work to send it to the muscles. Because after your workout or after your training, that's when your body is most hungry. That's when your body really wants to take in whatever nutrients that you're giving it because, well, for one, you're depleting it out of your system when you sweat, and you're also breaking down your muscles, so the muscles need to start repairing. So uh, sports drinks, um, Protein drinks, what I usually have if it's late, I will have like a protein shake, um, some fruit like bananas, help help your muscles to, to relax, help repair muscles. Also, um, blueberries are good for muscle recovery. Uh, a couple other things, uh, take glutamine. Uh, glutamine helps you to repair muscles also. Another thing that you need to watch for um Iron. You, you want to get something that has iron in your body. It's iron uh, rich. Something like um, like broccoli is good for that. And again, that stuff is easy to break down. Because what tends to happen is if you if your iron if the iron is low, you know that 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 also helps. To, um, iron helps to aid your in your muscle recovery. It helps you to um, bring give energy back into your system. So there are a few things I would recommend, something like that. If if, if you have to have meat, um, maybe something like um, maybe three ounces of chicken, boneless, skinless, or um, turkey, uh, something light like that, uh, along with maybe a couple vegetables. So like I said, then your body won't have to work as as hard to break down the food so you can sleep better because I don't know if, you guys ever eat something and then go to bed and eat something kind of heavy and you have a bad night's sleep? It's because your body is trying to break down the food that's in your stomach 
So you're not really, your body's not really getting a chance to rest. So that's why you, you definitely, a couple things like that would be real good to go after your workout. Kathy? No, I don't have any questions. So, then, so what you were saying then, so if you if you don't work out as much, let's say you're on an off-season, then you kind of maybe just do a little bit. You're going you're gonna to concentrate more on your carbohydrates and less protein? Um, you want you don't want to go too heavy on you want to be balanced out all over. Um, you, you want to have some you want to have a good protein source. You want to have uh, say say on a three thousand calorie diet. Uh, you probably want about fifty five percent of it being carbohydrates. Um, that could be pastas. That could be um, something like a whole grain bread, whole wheat. Um, brown rice, um, fruits, vegetables. These are, these, are, these, are, these are, you know, healthy sources, so it's not going to be sluggish, and you're not going to have to eat as much because a lot of them are, a lot of them foods are fiber-rich, which which helps your body not only to digest, uh, go through your body, digest and, and go through your body, but also it's going to give you a more fullness feeling because it's more, has more nutrients than opposed to, um, white bread or um, a white pasta or cookies or sodas. So that that's 65, about 65%, uh, 55% being carbs, then you probably want about 20 to 25% being um, protein. You got to accept protein helps, helps your body, helps your muscles recover, helps them to, helps them to repair, helps them to grow and get, get bigger or get stronger. <clears throat> you also want to get... Um, have your fruits and vegetables. Uh, they, they, they're key because that, that has the, the vitamins, has minerals. It has uh, antioxidants, which helps helps your muscles. It helps your helps your immune system also. Because you know you get you get sick. It's kind of hard, kind of hard to up your intensity if you um, if you catch a cold or if you get ill. Um, and definitely water. You want to have at least eight eight glasses of water. I know people down in places like Texas and Georgia where it's more humid, you probably want to add another glass to that, another eight ounces or so to that because when you sweat, you're sweating out, say sweating out your vitamins, minerals, you're sweating out water. So you need to make sure you stay hydrated and um, definitely probably have a couple cups like three hours before your workout and then maybe have another cup uh, maybe a, a 30 minutes before your workout just to help you to get keep from getting dehydrated, you know, during your workouts. And it will also help your your, your body feed, like say if you have a protein bar with uh, before your workouts or if you have some fruits and vegetables, it will help the the aid to send the, the, the nutrients through your body to the to the muscles that you need to work. Okay, that was Vince Singletary, the fitness major. He was talking about uh, proper diet before, during, and after practice. So, you know, if you get a chance, take that a listen, you know, you know, play it again for your friends, your teammates. Um, so that's probably the reason why I have a bad night's sleep is because I eat dinner, a late dinner, and then I go to sleep, and it's your, it's, you know, trying to 
break down the fat. So, yeah, take that, listen to, you know, what you should eat, chicken, drink, you know, your energy drinks, what you should, shouldn't do. Um, it was a good uh, good interview with, with Vince. I want to thank Nat, Nate Latman and Laura Cantu of the Woodlands Wildcats for coming on tonight, and Tiffany Matthews and Ashley Marshall of the Washington Prodigy. Uh, take uh, Thank you, uh, John, from uh, Easy uh, Football Rankings. Um, Check his site out at Easy Football Rankings. Just Google that, and you can follow him on Twitter at Easy F Ball Rankings. To follow uh, the Wildcats, it's TW underscore Wildcats and the Washington Prodigy, Wash Prodigy. So I want to thank everybody. I want to wish you all a happy, happy Easter. I'll be back on Monday the 17th. This is a bye week for the uh, USWFL. But we'll get two teams on Monday, and uh, I'll be posting that on radio.jchawks.com. That's our website. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, please email me at jc at jchawks.com. I want to thank everybody for listening again. And again, thank you, um, Nate and Laura and Tiffany and Ashley, for coming on the show. And we will see you next Monday, everybody. Happy Monday.